Hey there, this is Anne Teagarden with episode 43 of the Unveiled podcast. And I've been going through the book by Shanti Felden for women only. And I finished that up in my last episode. However, I found out shortly after that, that Shanti Felden herself has agreed to a short interview with me. So stay tuned in a few weeks for that. I'm really excited, but I'm going to move on and talk about something different today. I'm talking about freedom, true freedom. Everybody longs for it, but what does it actually look like? Does it mean being totally independent without a care in the world? Because I think that's how I probably would normally define it. I used to think that, but I'm not so sure now. God showed me recently that dependence on him actually leads to more freedom. And as usual, God's ways are opposite. Now, if you've been following me this summer, you know we've had a pretty crazy summer for my family. We were running at top speed the entire summer. It was exhausting. I felt like a circus juggler, but I have found that life in the pressure cooker is always a place to learn and to grow. So I'm going to spend a few weeks sharing with you what God taught me and what I learned in the midst of crisis mode this past summer. For context, in case you aren't aware, my elderly father-in-law was taken to the hospital while we were vacationing in California in May. He was released. He went back in a few days later with sepsis. Then they found out he had colon cancer. Then he had surgery. Then he went to a rehab center. My mother-in-law moved in with us for five weeks or so while we worked to get both of them living in assisted living. They both lived with us for a week and we were finally able to move them in. Then we had to empty their house and put it up for sale, which was an enormous undertaking in and of itself. And all of this took place an hour away from our home, so we did a lot of driving this summer. But one of the most poignant lessons that I learned throughout all of this was about surrender and true dependency. Now, I love my mother-in-law, and I mean no disrespect toward her as I tell this story. For the past two years that we've lived here, I have seen her really bound up in anxiety and fear. I've rarely seen her smile. Her topics of conversation are mostly about the anxious thoughts in her mind around safety, getting the grass mowed, whether or not the doors are locked, etc. She's constantly worried about her husband's health. She was worried about the upkeep of the home. And she really seemed like a different person to me than what I had known before. She'd always been a very faith-filled, relaxed person that I rarely saw stressed about anything. But I understood that she was feeling older. She felt unable to take care of things herself. She wasn't sure her husband could. They're both in their 90s and they were still living on their own and it just stressed her out. Well, when my father-in-law went into the hospital, we brought mom T to stay at our house. And she was still a bit anxious about things, but after a day or two, I saw her worrying less about her house that she had left behind. And we began to see her smile occasionally. And the longer she was here, I felt like the happier she got. And she was dependent on us and not having to run everything. So it took a lot of stress off of her. But as soon as we moved her into assisted living, she came to life again. It's the only way I know how to describe it. She is so much happier there and less anxious. I've seen her smile and her former spunky personality has returned. In assisted living, they provide them three meals a day. They check on them periodically. They keep the place running. They keep things fixed. They come in and clean and change the sheets. 
They'll even come by and remind her when an activity is about to start. So she can just sit back and relax and show up to the dining room at mealtime and be waited on. And I will say she deserves it. After years of waiting on others, I'm thankful that she can be waited on. But I'm so thankful that she is no longer stressed about keeping up a big house or worried about intruders preying on the elderly. She doesn't have to stress about the mail being stolen from the mailbox or whether or not the stove is left on. She's able to totally relax because she trusts those that are taking care of her. Well, as I was sharing this um, realization with some friends, I suddenly had this mind-blowing moment of understanding. It was like God said, see, when you leave things in my hands and depend on me and trust me, you're free. I was like getting this insight as I was sharing it. How can being more dependent make us freer? I've often said that God's kingdom, I call it the upside down kingdom because his ways always seem opposite of ours. We believe that the more independence we have, we get more freedom. Well, we do get greater freedom in some ways, but it also comes with greater responsibility. If you think about a child that is totally dependent on her parents, she trusts them to meet her needs. She doesn't have all the cares of the bills to pay and leaky toilets to be fixed. She is happy and content. So many times I try to handle everything out of my own strength. I like to be the hero, but then I get overwhelmed and I cry out to God, help me. And I tend to surrender only after I've tried to do it on my own and gotten completely exhausted and worn out. But whether I surrender at the beginning or after I've struggled on my own, once I surrender, I feel freer. I'm free of the burden of figuring it out or making it happen on my own. I've always loved Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus gives us rest. If our burdens feel heavy, then we're probably not yoked to Jesus to carry it with him. He promises that his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Now, God will often give us things that are too much for us. There is a saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, I don't fully agree with that. I've had a number of things in my life that I didn't think I could handle alone. However, God won't give us more than we can handle with him. If he gave me only things that I could handle on my own, then that is exactly what I would do. I would handle it on my own. I would not be stretched or challenged to rely on God at all. I wouldn't grow in my understanding of what God can do through me or who he is. So this summer, I had the overwhelming task of clearing out my in-law's house, which included a very full, huge basement. And each person that looked at it asked me, what are you going to do with all that stuff? Or how in the world are you going to empty that basement? And I realized it was pretty overwhelming from the beginning. And I said to myself, Jesus, we're going to have to do this together because I cannot do this on my own. I totally surrendered it to Jesus as his responsibility to figure it out. And I would just be the hands. 
So that's what I told people when they asked. I would say, I don't know, but Jesus and I will figure it out. Now, in the past, my first response to an overwhelming situation has been, I can't do this. And it was rooted in a lot of fear of failure. I, I didn't even want to try because I felt set up for failure right off the bat if I didn't know what I was doing. But God has really been helping me work through that. So this time I was able to say, with Jesus, I can. Not I can't, but with Jesus, I can. I, I just kept thinking as I was doing it, all right, me and Jesus, we got this. Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Most of us know that, but we got to apply it. I can do all things through Christ, or I like to think of it as with Christ, as if we're partners, who gives me strength. And I'm happy to say, six, eight weeks later, whatever it's been, I'm happy to say that the basement is at this moment 99% cleared out. It took tons of hard work and sweat. But Jesus sent people to help me. Jesus sent me resources and refer referrals to outsource some of it. Jesus sent me people that would help make decisions and help haul stuff up and down the stairs. I want to give a huge thank you to my sister and her family, my sister-in-law, my husband, and my kids for all of their hard work and help. I totally did not do this alone. And just to show you how God works, the neighbor down there said to me one day, if you need any boxes, I have a lot of empty boxes I can give you. And we used almost every one of them. She had planned to move, collected boxes, and then decided not to move. But God used her boxes to help us out, and she was thrilled to get them out of her garage and basement. God is so good. He provides what we need when we trust him. Now, I will be perfectly honest and admit that I had a few moments of forgetting that Jesus was in charge and I momentarily freaked out. But then I would reorient myself and get back on track. And that's what surrender can look like. Letting Jesus take the responsibility for figuring it out and getting it done. I felt like Moses standing at the Red Sea and God just parted it in front of me. And he just kept parting the waters as I just kept walking forward. I, I couldn't see more than the next step. Okay, I just had to take the next step and know that when I got to the next step, he would part the waters. And he did, and he can do that for you as well. So what is it that's overwhelming you today? Is it a messy relationship, a full basement, infertility? It can really be anything. But we can give it to Jesus and find freedom, independency, because he is trustworthy. His solution may not look like what you're thinking, but it will be the best one. And we may still have to do a lot of the hard work, I did, but the burden of responsibility and figuring it out can be shared with the king of all kings. Remember, God's kingdom is upside down of the world's. Give it into his capable hands and then sit back and be amazed. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's a great verse. He can do more than we could even imagine. So may God do in and through you more than you could ever ask or imagine. Go surrender. 
Go do it with Jesus. Go in peace.